the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. On AM 1220, KDOW, and iHeart Radio Station. Always keep your heart locked Don't let your mind read back. So this was a band that was on Saturday Night Live this week and came. Don't know much about them, but they're sisters. I have no musical ability. Bring in Dr. Jeff Rosen. How are you, Jeff? Good. How about yourself? Or should I refer to you as doctor? <laughs> Good doctors in the house, right? I don't know about that, but uh, I require my family members to address my uh, my mail to me as Dr. Jeff Rosen because I feel, you know, intelligent that way. <laughs> where, where did you get your uh, your degree from that made you a doctor, and what did you get it in? Uh, I got it in economics at uh, Ohio State. How tough is it to get a degree in economics? Because I took an economics class and I struggled in college. And uh, that was the end of my thought process of ever becoming an economist. Well, um, what I say is that uh, you take the hardest econ class you had as an undergrad and you multiply it by five and that's probably the easiest class you're going to have in grad school. What you find out is that what you learn in, in undergrad as an, as an econ major isn't nearly as mathematical as you need to be uh, in graduate school. So you're actually better off if you're uh, trying to go, you know, to get a PhD. Is just take get a major in math and then just take econ courses as a side. You, you don't need the uh, the undergraduate basics. You'll learn it all in grad school, anyways. So I'm speaking with Dr. Jeff Rose in Briefing.com. Thanks for joining us the day before Thanksgiving. You're not flying, apparently. Now I get to stay home. Nice. Stay home with the kids and uh, doing turkey, doing ham. You know anything special? Uh, we do turkey. We go to my folks' house and they'll cook the turkey. And my job is to make side dishes this year. Well, did you know? Did you know that turkey prices are up sixty percent in ten years? Uh, no, didn't realize that. But uh, most food costs are, are up quite a bit over the last ten years, so it wouldn't surprise me. What's interesting, and here's where I'm going to play master of the economist, um, corn costs are down in that same period, and the reason the costs are up is foreign demand taken away from our supply. Hmm. You know, we found, uh, especially with chicken, what was interesting is that U.S. consumers only like to eat white meat, so there's a lot of thrown away dark meat, and they've been trying to sell that uh to like India and, and places that prefer dark meat, and you know, there, there's actually tariffs on some of these, so they prevent uh, the sales from from going out. So there's a lot of wasted food here, uh, you know, in, in these industries because what we prefer isn't what other people want, you know, or you know, the opposite. What we prefer is what other people don't want, but we can't trade with them, so we end up with uh, a lot of uh, leftover parts. <laughs> Good stuff. Now. Uh... Back to your world. Consumer sentiment this morning came out, and if the gauge rose in November, it seems like we're 
preparing for a rosy 2014. Did you see anything in those sentiment numbers that caused concern? Um, I really dislike sentiment numbers. I, I think okay. that they don't give you any type of feeling on what's going on in the world. I mean, when you ask someone how they're feeling, you know, they can say good or bad based on, you know, anything that they saw during that day. But if you actually track spending habits, it's all based on income. As long as job growth is going, as long as, as payrolls are expanding, as long as people are, are receiving more money in the aggregate, you're going to see consumption go up regardless of how people feel. You know, when we're getting some in, the, in these sentiment numbers, just big up and down swings because of media attention. I mean, you had the uh, government shutdown, which all the data now shows has done absolutely nothing to uh, the economy in October. You know, yet sentiment fell, you know, close to lows in, in, in October at that time, and everyone got concerned. Oh, we're going to have a terrible retail sales number. We're going to have terrible this, terrible that. Sales were strong. Income gains were good. Employment growth was strong. I mean, to look at the sentiment numbers and try to say, hey, you know, the economy is going to do bad or good based on how people are feeling is just nonsense. With that being said, um, first-time unemployment claims came out, I think, a day early today. Um, anything there that, that jumps out at you? The numbers are good. Um, there is still concerns because uh, the Department of Labor has a difficult time adjusting for changes in the Thanksgiving holiday, and then you had Veterans Day. So there's some seasonal adjustment problems that are biasing the data, and, and they don't claim to say if they're biased up or down, but it's more likely down over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I think we're... Legitimately, about 3.30, 3.35. Um, you know, the number today was like 3.16. So we're not too far off from that. And, and those numbers are, are, are good. And we, we would expect with that type of number to get payroll growth of around 200,000, which would be what we saw unexpectedly in October. And, um, yeah, I'm looking for a good November uh, payroll number that comes out next week. Chicago manufacturing data came out. This is... On radio and television, I really struggled, Dr. Jeff Rosen, to discuss centralized um, numbers of Chicago, Philly, Fed, New York. Um, how would you read into a Chicago area business story for the average person? I wouldn't read much into it at all, to be honest. Okay. You know, it's again Good. another one of these surveys where you're asking companies, are things doing better this month versus last month? But you don't ask them how much better things are. So if you had an incremental gain by, let's say, five small companies, and you had one huge loss by one large company, you know, the survey is going to show that things are good because you had, you know, such a more positive outlook by those smaller companies. But when you actually look at uh, the hard numbers, when the, when the orders numbers come out in the durable goods reports or the production data comes out in the industrial production report, you know, it's going to show a much different uh, aspect than what the, uh, you know, these regional surveys are showing you. And so I, I tend to discount you know, the New York feds, the Philly feds, the Chicago has the PMI, and then the Chicago Fed puts out one. Uh, Texas puts out one in Dallas, and there's one in Richmond. I, I just tend to, to just push those aside. I, I rarely even look at the national ISM index because it's the same thing. If you have, a, you know, a lot of growth in small companies and a lot of weakness in a few larger companies, it's just going to make the ISM numbers look great, and then the actual numbers look terrible. What are you working on right now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, that you think is important and for us to pay attention to? 
Um, just the housing trends. I mean, we, we're getting some interesting stuff uh, in terms of the amount of distressed properties that are on the market right now. Um, we're seeing uh, there's not as many sales anymore of distressed homes. That most sales are, are coming from you know homes that are uh, homeowner owned. You know, usually living in. And that, that's a bonus because you need that in order to, to move up and, and increase the stability in uh, housing. So we're going to see uh, more people being able to step up in the larger homes. We're seeing you know, more inventories and come in from first-time home buyers because you're going to have people stepping up to larger homes. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to see price growth, um, but it means that we're going to overall see just a, a healthier uh, you know, housing sector in general. One of the things that I did recently was I spoke to millennials in the Bay Area, and one of their questions was, how can we afford housing? And I'm like, you can't, um, unless you want to live in the mountains or in the sticks, and uh, that's not a good option for most people. Are you worried at all about the younger people? And again, I don't know Chicago. I don't know New York. I know my local market of millennials can't really afford. And what's the national picture look like for, uh, for the younger people buying homes? Because I want them to buy my home one day. What's the... <laughs> What's the answer yeah. here? I think the national picture looks all right. Um, okay. I think you're going to have pockets that are going to be constrained for reasons like geography. So San Francisco, New York, just, there's not space to build out. You're not like you know Dallas, for example, where you can just expand forever. Houston, where you can just keep going. Um, so cities that are, are constrained will have, have more problems. Chicago, you're not going to see as much difficulty, again, because you can expand outward. But you know, areas that are geographically constrained, I think, will, will have a diff more difficult time for uh, first-time homebuyers coming in because those prices are going to be much higher. Are you worried about some of the ramifications from the displacement of the millennials versus the you know, the baby boomers are staying in the workforce longer. Is that creating any long-term problems that you see yet or not on your radar? I'm not concerned, you know, necessarily for the fact that baby boomers are working longer. Um, what I am concerned is that millennials are living with their parents, which means that they're not coupling up. And when you couple up, you generally, uh, you know, have more kids. You generally see, uh, you know, more consumption because you have to buy stuff for you know your home uh, to live in, and uh, we're not seeing the you know the household formation come around that we we would expect. And I think in the long term that's a bad thing. And you know unless we can somehow you know push the millennials out and into the world, which is difficult because their wages are, are you know much smaller than what they would have expected you know ten years ago. So. You know, but it, that really needs to come through. We we really need to do something to move that ahead. Um, it's not necessarily that that you know baby boomers are keeping them from working by taking their jobs. I don't think that's the problem. But uh, we really need to do something to get them moving on their own. Thanks very much. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us. Um, I appreciate all your efforts this year. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen. You can find him at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. I start every day looking at market analysis with briefing. Of course, I go to other sites. Of course, I go to other sources. But they're one of the most reliable, trusted sources out there. You can check into what they offer at briefing.com. It's briefing.com, and it's Dr. Jeff Rosen. Heard every Wednesday at 8.30. Uh, his compatriot, Patrick O'Hare, market analyst, is heard Tuesdays at 7.30 on the station.
Uh, get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. To find me online, it's robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 